last time on Geekbox. The squad examines the lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney. Cat talks about the PBS longtime standing hit show Arthur going off the air after 25 years. And the squad celebrates a joyful week of LeVar Burton hosting Jeopardy. But see what we're talking about today on Geekbox. Welcome to Geek Force, a show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the awesome, awesome G-Squad of Marlon, Amy, and Ray. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode today. How's everyone doing? We're alive. Sure, sure. <laughs> We're alive. You make it seem like we had a, a, a bumpy weekend or something, unless there's something went down that I... I'm not, I mean, if you were the first know. Suicide Squad team, you did not have a good weekend. That's um, fair. So, cool thing about that is I, David again, Ayer? I didn't watch the first one. So, I was I mean, kind of the movie first one. Good I mean, uh, okay. job. Okay. But sure, that, that one too, because they all basically died anyway. I mean, let's be real. Like, they pretty much, uh, Suicide Squad 2 pretty much cleared the slate of, like, great, nothing happened. Oh, for we, sure. We got rid of everyone for but sure. the popular ones, and we're just right? starting from scratch. That was the wildest movie of like, you know what? Nothing matters. This this James Gunn version is the only version. <laughs> we're erasing this from the entire WV lineup. We know y'all saw the last I mean, one, but guess what? That last one to doesn't count. Get me to watch because Thank you, WB. <laughs> you just thank for trying, me. but no, thank you. I think you, you mean. Yes. I think you mean thank you, James Gunn. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that in a sarcastic way of thank you for setting the bar so that James Gunn can like hi ya and have and then make a better one like so that James how, Gunn can literally sneeze and then just put out a better movie. Yeah, yeah. How do we define better in this context? I, okay, I agree with we'll you. Get to I it. couldn't watch the. I think in terms of benchmark, let's be honest. In terms of like if as 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 an educator, let's say there's a benchmark <laughs> level of how we want to measure this. So the first Suicide Squad film was not at an emerging level of understanding, not at an approaching level of understanding. Uh, it was at a unsatisfactory level of understanding the source material. To the point where it was like, this is a bad film. So James Gunn literally just had to meet either one, two, or three levels above where this last film ended at to be like, this film is a success. Like, in terms of, like, a benchmark if you're, like, going off of it as an educator. In terms of just anything else, literally this was just, uh, like, he just stepped it up in more than one way, and it was way better. He just changed. The, the, the one thing that was great is that he consistently had one theme for this film as opposed to like the last one being like a comedy, but then being dark and gritty, but then being a comedy, but then being dark and gritty again. <laughs> Cat has an issue with the topic. Kind of of that. <laughs> Say it again, Spray. Sorry. I said Cat hasn't introduced the topic yet. I know, right? We just kind of jumped in. So, again, this past weekend, as you guys have heard, James Ow. Gunn's Suicide Squad 2 came out. Two? Dropped slash one. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Technically one. Suicide Squad. The just movie. be real what it is. It, they're, they're, no, they just rebooted the first one and called they, it two. And called it true, the. True, true. No, no, no. They yeah, used just the. the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and that was a pretty big word to use to kind of set it up. You know, like on a pedestal. So this is that's the only Suicide one. Squad. 
It's the only one. Came out this past weekend on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, and we have thoughts and questions and all of that good stuff. So let's dive in and say, like, how y'all liked it or not. I'm going to start with Ray. Ooh. I get to start with Ray. Start with the tilt! I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, and I thought I was going to enjoy this movie, honestly, because it, like James Gunn with these, uh, with these kind of ideas seems like it works pretty well. Um, and so I, I had a feeling I was going to like this movie, but honestly, I really like this movie. Uh, and I think part of that is, part of that is certainly James Gunn. He knows how to make he knows how to make a silly comic book movie. And like I have one of the things that I always love about Suicide Squad and honestly one of my favorite like ideas for a comic book story is taking a bunch of C-list characters and just telling this really silly and like jokey and like kind of all over the place story but still having it have plot and character development and all of the rest of the things that we love about movies. And I mean, honestly, he did a fine job with that. So uh, anything else that kind of happened was just going to be icing on the cake. I certainly have more comics to make here because I'm me, but uh, the <laughs> overall, if we're talking grand, grand scheme of things, I really liked the Suicide Squad movie. He did a good job. Hmm. This is Wait. the most happy I've seen you talk about any. Yeah, because I, I, cause I since we because started Geek Force. Because I'm serious when I say I really love C-list superhero supervillain storylines. Like the idea of your classic Suicide Squad: a man of water takes a bunch of random people and sends them out into a mission, and half of them die because that's the nature of the thing. And like, it, like I really love reading a Suicide Squad story like that um one of our other buddies like gave me a book about next wave really recently and it's like monica rambeau and elsa bloodstone and a bunch of other random c-listers that no one would know if i named their names and it's actually really entertaining because of how silly and goofy and and just like how much of a it doesn't take itself super seriously kind of a comic book story that it is and that's basically what this movie was in two hours which was just this like really silly, really goofy, really all over the place, hyper violent, hyper, uh, I can't think of like hyper gore. Like it just, it just, it knew it wasn't trying to be serious and it was perfect because of that. Uh, not perfect because it still has its problems. I, I can jump into my first big problem if that's my, if that's the kind of job I have right now. But overall, I really <laughs> like this movie. Yay! I'm so yeah. proud. I knew yeah. it was something. Yeah. <laughs> I had to choose him. He was beaming. I was so like, proud. "Oh, that's great!" Yeah. No, I I have enjoyed say. I've enjoyed the Suicide Squad. James Gunn did a good job. I'm like, okay, so this might be movie of the year for him. Okay. Um, uh, what month is I'm it? I'm hoping no, not. I'm just joking. It's I'm only like, August. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was going to say, this is the first movie I heard Ray talk to. My biggest problem, though, but I, I, I'll go into my biggest problem. My biggest problem, though, is that yeah. um, James Gunn has now proven um, that he just knows a bunch of white music. Like, I don't think he knows black music at all. 
And like, that's it's really apparent with the Suicide Squad movie because like with the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there's an argument that Star-Lord's mom made these tapes. And so Star-Lord's mom was this random, like, young 60s white girl who, like, listened to a lot of pop and stuff. And so, of course, the only Black music she was going to know was Jackson 5 or Ain't No Mountain High Enough or whatever, right? Um, And if you look at those those two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there's, like, four Black musicians that get – spotlighted in those movies and that's between the two of those movies and that's it and in this suicide squad movie i looked through the list of artists and there's like zero there's like one black dude and one white band and that's it and and it's just like james gunn you really just don't know any black artists at all and and i guess fine it's james gunn like what else can i expect but it is certainly a comment that i have about the soundtrack in this movie it's just like you have a black lead character you have a black what is amanda waller i don't know what she is uh anti-hero something and yeah and like you it takes place in a latin community the entire movie and you have nothing but white music the entire movie okay <laughs> okay come on james god come on james god do you have anything to say um i think I liked it and I didn't like it. It was like a very like half and half because there were elements that I liked and I liked I liked the new characters. I just wish it like wasn't so like you had to quickly know them. And the people who I remember, most of them are dead or gone. <laughs> I think I think the most interesting thing like the first 10 minutes of that film, I was like when they're showing this new team and they're and like they have a lot of people that you know like from life and then you're like okay and then the first 10 minutes they're all dead i'm like oh so they what okay what what film is what kind of film is this i'm like Um, this is a dream that was interesting i'm just like interesting choices i mean i understand he's really going for the whole like suicide like they probably are going to die like that's kind of the the the, the statement or the thesis statement of this movie, which is true. Um, I The kaiju shit was weird. I wasn't a fan of that. I felt like they could have done something differently. That, like, the minute that happened, I, I kind of fell out of it. And I'm like, did he really throw up a big ass starfish? That's suicide <laughs> like, is this really like in the comics there's a whole thing no, 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 no. stopping the zombie apocalypse right. I'm right. just talking about the cinematic yeah. universe that is DC I'm not talking about the comic no, but what right. we have seen visually with, the, with, with DC he's out there and I know it's James Gunn and he's different and he thinks in like whatever way I'm like what is he snorting in this movie he's making it um, that I like I I like the idea that they were going towards but I just wish they made a couple different choices along the way I don't know. I feel very torn about this movie because I, I did like parts of it, but then other parts were meh. So I don't know. Mm. It's it's half and half for me right now. Marlon, that's your boy. Yeah, uh, I yeah I again I enjoyed it better than the first one. 
Uh, I love the fact that they're doing this thing and I'm hoping to keep it consistent where they bring in this celebrity cast that they're going to get like murder immediately. I feel like it's a really fun thing to do for them. Like they knew coming back for this sequel slash reboot, we can bring in superstars or just people that people know and kill them because like that's the whole point and this is literally what we're going to be doing every movie now. Uh, I loved seeing Michael Rooker uh, get that first bit of screen time and then he of course dies immediately. Uh, I love seeing Pete Davidson play his role uh, as a narc and then dying immediately. Nathan, I love Nathan Fillion playing yes. this like slappy stick armed man who just was really useless. <laughs> and <laughs> I just love how tongue in cheek it was. I thought it was adorable. Like this is like really just some like big nerd playing with their toys. And it was just really fun to have him be like, I can do whatever I want with this, like with this source material. And I can bring in characters like Bloodsport that have a super niche audience within comic books because like he appears a few times and his and Bloodsport's and like Bloodsport's backstory is like so weird and random. Uh but it's just it's just an awesome to kind of take this character and put him to the big screen um and do what they did. I also I gotta say I enjoyed the kaiju because it was a pure like because in the first Justice League comic, that's how they all come together is, is to fight Starro. And that's like their first big thing is like, Starro's here. That's all. And they form the like the Justice, the Justice League. League. And I was like, oh, look, the team's coming together to fight Starro. And it's like, oh, this is like their origin source. It's really cool to be like, hey, like I'm going to take like this first like JLA comic and like apply it to Suicide Squad. And I'm like, James Gunn, you madman, you idiot. I love it. Uh, I, it was really, really fun to like watch it, and I love that he was able to bring this singular identity to like, great, this is going to be a fun film, um, and and like the bar was set low, and he he did a good job. I think now I'm just looking forward to seeing what he's gonna like how because we know that with the DCEU, they're saying that they don't have plans to connect them anymore because of just really failed attempts to do so. So I'm wondering what's going to happen with this property. We're going to see more of these independent standalone films, or is this potentially that hope in the darkness that the WB is looking for, for like, maybe we could try it again. Who knows? But this was a good film to kind of really bring together these random characters and do it in such a great way. But it's important to note that this definitely had uh, lots of similarities to Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, I I think, like, what I told you guys, I was like, it was exactly what I expected, knowing mm-hmm. how James Gunn operates. So, like, how even the movie started, I was like, okay, everyone's dead. And then um, his, uh, his uh, transitionals are always a big fa- I'm always a big fan of that because it really... It's so comic booky. Like he understands the mind of a comic book fan and how to present the story the way a comic book fan would watch. Even if you don't know the characters, it puts you in the place of you are reading or you are uh, in this experience as a as a comic book fan now. Whether you like it or not, or you know anything, you're you're with us now. And it really felt like I was turning the pages. I was looking at like I was reading the panels. You know, I really enjoyed just the wackiness of it all. He understands the characters. He understands their motivations because even though he doesn't take things seriously, he knew how to input uh, serious scenes the right amount 
to make us feel a little bit of empathy with the characters. Whether we don't like them or don't care about them, we're like, dang, that's messed up for that character. And then, you know, we're into our next scene. And he does it so well with such a delicate balance that it adds to the character. So it's not like I don't care because I care about all the characters um, at least the main characters who made it into the country alive. And um, I cared about them. I cared about their motivations, even though um, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, but I do want to see what you're going to do with that idea. Like, you know, with the whole uh, Peacemaker and stuff. I was like, he just reminds me of like, you know, U.S. agent mixed with uh, uh, home Homelander kind of thing. And I'm just like... <laughs> But it's John Cena. So I'm all like, it's just John Cena in a tight-ass uh, costume. Um, so, like, just, he does it really well. And I applaud him because it's, when it comes to these types of movies, it the plot isn't always the most important thing to me. It's the characters. And he did an amazing job of the characterization of these characters. Especially with Harley. Now, Harley has been in, like, three movies so far. Uh, we've seen three different sides of her. This was um, this the is, best Harley Quinn. This was the best Harley seen. I've ever seen in a film. Um, my favorite scene in this whole movie is the Harley Quinn fight scene. She deserved that scene because I don't think cinematic fans understand how brilliant Harley Quinn is. Like, we talk about her. We always talk about, yeah, she's crazy and cuckoo and she looks chaos. I'm like, no, you need to understand the brilliance of this woman. This woman is like a genius and she fights amazingly because she's she i mean she was joker's right hand person she was the one that came in with the people telling what to do they didn't do it so she had to do it herself so i was really appreciative of gun to allow her to have her little insanity fight in a red dress like it was just it was perfect like that was like the most perfect scene to me it was it was perfect um and just showing her how she just is the way she is and i i really i really was happy about that because i was like birds of prey you know that was supposed to be that girl power movie and i'm like mm, yeah that's okay it should have been it wasn't it wasn't literally it should have been a film was, huntress as the lead because her story was what i was most interested yeah. in like wait huntress I had think, one backstory tell me more about that story right now um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna call spoilers again but her whole scene with um with one of the leaders in this movie. Um, And so like, I I don't want to say much more, but that whole scene was more girl power than the entire Birds of Prey movie. Like, and and I just really appreciated it. Because hearing her rationale for what she did, I was just like, Yo, this is this is character development. This is certainly character development. I told myself. So. <laughs> I'd be, yeah. be having those conversations too, but not that extreme. But I understood exactly, just exactly wait, how you felt. I did too, <laughs> and I'm not. Even. I just couldn't do it because you know I'm not a comic book character. But. I mean, she also yeah. asked a great question: Why is this loaded? Which is also <laughs> yeah, also <laughs> great. Uh, like, but. Oh man, good job. Yeah, no, you, but you're yeah. right. James Gunn understands comic book movies. That's what mm-hmm. I think. This movie proves that in 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 that statement alone, he understands comic book fans because um, mm-hmm. he made honestly the perfect Suicide Squad movie. There's, I don't think you're gonna get more Suicide Squad than this movie ever 
like it's it is yeah. if you go back and read any comic book meaning like most of the suicide movies most of the suicide Club books are this kooky and weird and crazy and you are like reading them halfway through them and king shark says something crazy and you're just like what the fuck am i reading but like so- you love it because it, it just like in this movie i don't know how, how you felt about king shark but every every moment with king shark i was just like he's great i i just give me more king shark i will watch it yeah i am in disguise special stallone you idiot i love you you're so good at this please Please. So, Ray, my question is for you. Do you feel like James Gunn did his homework on yes. how Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad was was um, um, done in in print form? Do you feel like he did yeah. an adequate version of that for the Yeah, no, I really do. And I think that first 15 minutes does a good job of setting the right stage uh, for that, for what you expect out of a Suicide Squad movie, which is or a Suicide Squad story, which is just like, just silliness. Like, that first 15 minutes is, sure, it's a lot of violence, there's a lot of death, and it's a lot of silly, and it's a lot of silliness. But that's the part that stands out to me the most is just every time when Weasel jumps out of the helicopter, you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? And like, and that's it. And that is the entire idea of a Suicide Squad comic book is, what the fuck am I reading? And it like, he nails that perfectly. <laughs> he mm. does a great job with that part. He, he really wanted you to be saying, like, I kind of, I, I really wish I could see this in theaters because I this is a movie I would see in theaters. Like, if I knew it was this good, I would like, dang, I would, I would go to the theaters to see this because it was just Can't we still that rent type theaters? experience. Isn't that a thing still? <laughs> I don't even know how my to do that. My friend did that. No, my friend what? did that in a hilltop for uh, I would do that. in the Heights. Yeah, I need to Ooh. for something. I need to see this in theaters um, to really enjoy just everything on the, on, on the screen. <laughs> I know. Um, I do want to say, again, another character. I mean, I know, like, uh, Flag was in this and he was in the first one, but, like, was so he, sad he I was Free sad flag. too. I was sad. I was like, why am I feeling this? What the fuck? He didn't have any more uh, characterization goals beyond this. Like yeah, I have to I look know. at it as far as like he's I'm still bummed. He's dead. I mean, spoilers, and that's sad. He, but like, if he was he in the sequel, what would he be doing? His, it was time for him to go. I mean, he did get his wiggly girlfriend back in the first one. I'm surprised you brought him back for this one, honestly. Yeah, I, 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 I was a little bit, but hey, he was there. Um, I, and I, I do want to say for Amanda Waller, Waller again. I feel like this was the best version of her too, because again, I mean, Viola Davis is like one of my favorite actresses. She got period. The play. But she really got to really shine in this character because of the dialogue and the situation that the script called for her to do, and um, it was just giving me Amanda Waller from uh, Justice League vibes all over again. It's uh, this is you know mature mature content so we got to really up it a bit how uh she used people for leverage and just how she just didn't care like she she killed people and it was it was and i feel like um again i didn't really watch the first one i only watched like five minutes and i had to turn it off i didn't see her act but i'm just gonna assume that the script for her was pretty flat for her and she had to work a little bit harder towards putting this character Uh maybe I think we in the first, think. well, in the first one, they her character was far more serious, 
Um, Her character was very cut and dry, like, I'm a serious character. Well, I mean, I think she was still bloodthirsty, but it was like she was... But I feel like they also gave her some room to, like, have fun with it. Like, yeah, like, Mm. like... Like no. the whole thing with like uh, Weasel, she's like, "Why did nobody and like?" And the, like, she's allowed right. to like play around in a scene of like, "Really, really, y'all didn't tell me this? Are you serious?" Like, that's what she gets to play I, the I, role. That's fair. I she got to do a little bit more, but I feel like it was at the expense of her staff being incompetent yeah. than it was as of her doing anything. And she was just responding to her staff being incompetent, well, but still. But like even the, it, even, it let her play even the golf scene, though. The golf scene yeah. also is just that's her. True. Yeah, that's I forget about the golf scene. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They, like, they gave her a moment to, like, I'm going to play this girl. Like, oh, I have to go golfing soon. If I get my ass kicked, I'm going to be upset about this. So it's right. like, they gave her, like, great, we're going to give you a well-rounded character that, yes, you are super about your job, but also we're going to give you just a little bit of, like, have a little fun moment here, now be an asshole. And remind me of her on the cartoon. Like I remember, she would have little Mm -hmm. comments of just doing random. Oh, I gotta do this anyway. Back to what I need to be doing. And I'm like, this, this, I love it. Um, yeah. And shout out to the staff because I didn't think they would play a big part in this movie until they started to grow in me, and I started to care about them too. Um, even though they're just watching this disaster, the disaster stuff on the screen. Um, and then, uh, I mean, like we said, the plot was the plot with yep. the starfish and everything. It was, to me, it was giving me uh, Watchmen vibes, but I didn't read the comic where he was actually, like, this was actually happening. But it was giving me Watchmen vibes to the point where I was like, oh, they even had Thinker in here. And even that was kind of, eh, with the plot. But I'm like, I went along oh, with it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You said, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, all right, that, the guy, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um, and how they had those people in cages and stuff. It, I mean, it was that all over the place, weird. but I was just... I was going with it. I was going with it. Um, but I I enjoyed um, everything in between. Like, uh, one, one of my other favorite scenes is when we got to see uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker have their own little rival of, of about killing. <laughs> like, that is such... So dumb. That, that was they are so dumb. That was, but then in the end of it... That was one of the best so scenes dumb. in the movie. When they get to the end, they're talking to Flag, and they're like, what, what my men are going to take like, back oh the city. Gosh. And it's like, oh, which men? Those men back like, there? Because 100% of them are all dead. We didn't see nobody. And then I, King Shark. <laughs> that was I, actually, I actually think I laughed the hardest in this movie when Peacemaker explained his line about blowing up the random dude that he blew up towards the beginning of the movie. And yeah. and he's and he's just like, you're showing off. No one likes to show off. And, and John Cena was like, yeah, but people don't mind show offs when it's showing off stuff that's really cool. And then Idris Elba turns to the camera and he's just like, damn it, he's right. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? That's actually what I laughed hard so <laughs> They let this movie be what it was. They let this movie be fun and in the way it's ridiculous the way it's supposed to be. It honestly reminded me of like the DC animated versions of Suicide Squad. Like, just like, oh, this is literally just them picking and placing these characters and just stuff, seeing where they can just be funny, be ridiculous. I love the inclusion of Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher 2. Which, again, I care about you so much. Again, these are like super (laughs) niche characters that serve no purpose in like the main continuity of the DC. But it's like, let's dig into this bag of characters and drop them in here and let's just have them do something. Up here, and it's like, wait, who's this character again? He, he he throws polka dots. 
this is ridiculous. Yo, thank you, James Gunn. I needed to know this, and now I care about this character, and now I'm going to read more into this character. I feel like um, this was the that. only Suicide Squad movie where a character on the team has died, and people have actually felt kind of bad about it. This might be the only time this in history. This is probably the only one, like, a character is out of here, like, oh, damn, life. like, oh, no, like, he was doing so much, and I feel terrible. Like, he was actually... He was feeling great. He was he feeling was, great. He was he was literally going from we're all gonna die. I hope so. So like I'm right. a superhero, and then it's like no. That was such a like. It kind of reminded me of the boys for for like a second when stuff like that happened. Oh like, yeah. No. Oh, I do love that John Cena called him Norman Bates. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's that's okay. That tracks, <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. That tracks so much. That was perfect. Oh. So, okay. John Cena so, did great. John Cena was great. This film it was so he key was. place. He like, was. Honestly, this might be one of his best movies. I, John, John <laughs> Cena in this movie reminds me of Mendinkus. What's that guy? He played oh, He played Dennis Feinstein. Menzukas, Jason Menzukas, there it is. Yes. John uh, John Cena reminds me of him in this movie. Let's yes. just have him say some silly ass shit okay. that no one should be able to hold a straight face through this line, but John Cena can do it. And I I was impressed with that part of John Cena in this movie. Yeah. He just said some <laughs> shit in this movie and it was just how did you get through that line? My if this home. if this beach had a had a, had a thousand yeah, dicks on it, I would suck each and every one of them to, to get to get free. <laughs> and you're like, wait, 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 no one. And then like, and then everyone's like, no one asked you for that. No one asked you to do that. He's just like, what? What's liberty stopping you? I feel like you would do that anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, wait. So there was a lot of cameos in this movie. What are some cameos that you were like, okay, cool, or that you liked in this movie? Mantis. Who? Thank you. Mantis, Mantis is, in, is in the yes. club. She's like on stage dancing and like She's the head playing dancer. you. And I'm like, wait. Oh. That's Mantis. That was Mantis. That was Mantis. Mantis. That was Mantis. That was Mantis. I was like, James Gunn. Oh, man. He threw Mantis she into this familiar, film. But I couldn't place <laughs> I apparently need to go back and look at that one. I missed that one. I, yeah. I still really watched this film. I was looking and I was like, was I know you. Because the camera was on her for a hot you. minute. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why are you focused on her? Like, what and I was like, doing? oh, snap, James Gunn, you idiot. Yes, you put Mantis in this film. Oh, man. Look at you crossing the streams, crossing the Marvel into the DC, getting mixed yes, up in there. Like, only he, I mean, he had him, he had the dude, I don't know his name in real life, but you know, uh, who played uh, dad in, the dad in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. No, 1, 2. Oh, you mean his, uh, his, his brother? What's his real name? I'm sorry, I keep calling James him James Gunn and then Sean Gunn? <laughs> Is this shit the Sean? Oh, yeah. He was the, no, the, hold on. He was, he was Calendar Man, which is another yeah, obscure yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, Completely. He was Calendar Man. And it was, I love that they showed you the inside of that prison of like all of the, all the Batman villains. You got Calendar Man. You got, um, he's, he's not the ace of space, but this other guy who can pull cards off of his face. And it was like, why are you throwing in, they also had Kaleidoscope Gal, who was in the female side of the prison. She had like the prism tie-dye face. She could like, wow. throw like illusions at people. And it was like, you are throwing in so many characters, Jim, that so no many, one's going to know. So many, so many. Making all the other fans be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, um, Kat, you mean our friend, our lovely buddy who directed Thor Ragnarok, uh, Taika Waititi? So thank you. I was trying to get there, but you kept jumping in front of me. That is my you favorite cameo. You said the cameo. dad didn't think of the name. No, no. I was talking about 
about in the beginning of the whole movie with the older guy with the long hair because he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, um, Michael James Rucker. Gunn really likes you to yeah. him. That's his name. Okay, cool. Uh, My Dr. favorite cameo is Taka because the whole scene of them sitting on top of the building and he has the conversation of you know with his daughter. I don't know. It was sweet, but I couldn't stop laughing at the same time. <laughs> like I was like this. This is perfect in a way. Again, these are two big Marvel. You know, you have James Gunn, you have Taika. The two big, uh, they were the two big directors in the Marvel universe that really brought comedy to that franchise. And just seeing him talking about like rats and how everyone has a purpose. I don't know. I couldn't stop laughing. Like I was like, oh, oh, but I don't know. It was it was perfect, and I was so happy to see him just kind of just thrown in there, and then like. He was gone, and I was, was like, "What well, no, He was in there twice, right? He was in there twice. Like well, it was just no, so small because he played the dad, and he, he also played Starro. <laughs> oh yeah, that's he was, right. He did yeah, the voice I, of him. He was he was a voice as well, so he was in he two roles. Stay doing multiple things. In, in, <laughs> James in, in Gunn was like, "Have fun movies. with it, my man. Have fun with it." <laughs> Taika was just too talented, too talented um, on that. Um, so, oh do you my guys God, feel like no they're going to ask him to make he another can play starfish? He can play I him. have to oh, say Marvel? this because I just what? found this out. I would just I, I wanted to just make sure that I got it right. And so I was looking at the cast names, mm-hmm. uh, and we and we know that Pete Davidson plays Black Star, but do you know what Black Star's name in this movie is? What? Dick Hurts. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what else would it be? What else would it be? <laughs> What else would it be? Honestly, I'm not even surprised. Did James Gunn think that? Did well, Pete well call that? Did they do it together? this? You idiot! This is so funny. Not even a little bit. I'm so no, mad because it's just like you know what? This makes sense. James Gunn would be like, "I'm it gonna put you." And it's also like, honestly, like they they, they only called him Blackstar. They never called him by his name, but literally, he's listed as Blackstar, <laughs> aka Black Dick Hurts. Sorry, yes, aka Dick Hurts, and I'm like, wow, wow. What was his fantastic. ability? What did he do? Did he basically go into that. There was a lot yeah, of people had the exact same role, and he was just like another military guy. Who's so okay? He doesn't. Okay, whatever. I'm not <laughs> right. I was like, never mind. <laughs> who has a who has a really less cool gun than Idris Elba? Because that scene where he's just like taking gun parts out yes. and then adding another part and then oh, adding yeah. another part and then adding another part was very Power Rangers and very cool. <laughs> it was. It was cool. Yeah. It also was a really good way of like kind of fixing his like powers because in the comics he can like teleport any weapons he wants to his hands. And it's like, oh. well, we can't have that because then because we have to explain where he's getting them from. Oh, let's just have him like just do like a Lego man like adding things to his gun instead of like gun. He's literally doing what you do in Fortnite, but he's doing it for oh, himself. God. How dare! That's Fortnite powers. Because he's building things out of nowhere in Fortnite. Oh, it's it's such a wider audience right now. <laughs> 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 but it was super cool. I haven't seen anything that just made me go, wow, like a kid. Like, that was really, really cool. He was, was cool. He was. I was like, I'm so glad they casted Idris in this and that, you know, it for a minute it was almost like a shared uh, movie and then it kind of was like, he's starting to stand out a bit because it was just so many things to watch for and then he like he actually had a story arc I didn't realize to the end I was like he did have a story arc man perfect he had two story arcs to be clear he did 
He did. Yeah, storyline with his daughter, aka mm-hmm. The Wrinkle in Time, aka Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> what else was he in? Euphoria, yeah, Euphoria. there she is. With and then he has story arc with a rat also. Good job. Andrew's all the whole movie down. Okay, that was talk the about why Sebastian the Rat ending. is the best character in this movie, though. Like, literally watching him pet that rat at the end yeah. of the movie, just kind of like. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that fear, though. Anxiety. Just like in um, Endgame, a rat started off the whole thinking process of how the it Avengers did. could stop Thanos. A rat again saved these bunch of anti heroes. They did. So I want to see you guys with rats. Uh, and this, rats. again, also led us to another Amanda Waller moment of like, are you fucking kidding me? He's afraid of rats. Did no one tell me about any one situation before I sent him on this mission? Is no everyone's like this chapter, like I'm not gonna say anything. That's, yeah. that's not my fault. That's one of the things he James Gunn did well in this movie was he used Amanda Waller very little, but the mm-hmm. amount of times Viola Davis, every scene that Viola Davis was in was fantastic. Oof. I love it. She's scary. She's, but she I, also scary. Think, I was scared. scared. She's scary. It's also like really funny how they got rid of Jack Courtney as uh, as Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, which, which was really sad. But I'm also like, I kind of get I it. Kind of disappointed, I but it. I get it. But, yeah, I was and they also don't have Will Smith, so like, okay, we need to have the comedy, and we need to bring people Will who Smith are going to carry it. <laughs> and Will Smith is not coming back, so it's like it took a it, it took an Idris. And it took a John Cena, a John Cena. <laughs> to like fix that hole of like, we need something to that keep this entertaining. And it was like, cool, great. We, we, it we got worked, our two. <laughs> I guess. Because he's crazy. James Gunn is crazy. He knows what things work. And we were like, how? It, he, it yeah. works. And Andrew's Andrew also, he's good at comedy. He's just yes. such, he's so talented. We saw him in the office. He can do we anything. We saw him in that. Fucking- <laughs> yes. <laughs> He was so he's a great. Awesome. He's a great actor. He's a great DJ. He's a great producer. I don't know if y'all saw the video I posted on Facebook Bo-sick. about someone Bo-sick. being like, I'm Idris Elba. Uh, I can uh, do whatever uh, I want. He's not lying. <laughs> he is right. <laughs> he he became a kickboxer at like what age forty. He like, probably can line yes. me up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out if Raymond was saying knock me out and then I was like wait no Raymond actually means knock me out but I'm like oh he did that because he I don't know how that'll work I was like really didn't I don't, I don't but I'm like I don't know I how it would get turn, I was not expecting <laughs> but, like at all left field he probably we just wow. said the man could do anything <laughs> and Raven gave <laughs> us an example and like I that can't I can't find faults I can't find faults in that I will never forget this moment now it's ever potentially a crack and you will live on Instagram forever don't worry <laughs> I mean there are certain there are certain species that exist where if one species rules on another species the other one will, will, will their, their internal organs will change <laughs> and adjust to accommodate a baby so it could be that Maybe then I got his baby yeah there you go. There it is. You're gonna be chased down. You better be careful. That's true. I will be attacked by the hordes of Interzelda fans. How could you? You got um, here, Brady, not me. Right. I do. I oh, do want to say I do find it funny that the two main characters, Idris and John Cena, did Fast and Furious. Uh, Thank you. Thank you <laughs> that last franchise. And to see, it's just nice to compare oh, two movies that, uh, or three movies that, you know, that they were not serious, but you see. 
DC. So what Kat's saying is the Fast and the Furious is going to save the DC. <laughs> Are I mean, they? <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, we can sit don't down and do some Don't give them that much credit. Of- DC still got work to do. All so I'm don't saying, know why you're giving all them all the saying, credit. Is if they get another hit and they bring over like Letty from Best of Fury's I mean, character, we might, Diesel. We, 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 we <laughs> might have a connection where they're like, you know, let's do a crossover between. Diesel on? F10 takes place in Metropolis. <laughs> As long I as want James Gunn to direct a, final, a Fast and Furious movie. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I want to direct the Fast and Furious movies. I'm about to say Final Fantasy. A did. Fast and Furious movie. He would um, do really good that? at directing a Fast and Furious movie, I think, actually. He'd be great at it. I want to, that might be the it best. It would be even it, it needs to be the last ridiculous. One. It needs to be the last <laughs> Fast and Furious, the ending of it all. I need him no. to direct that one. No. Yes. I'm calling right now. Part so one, it's, part it's two. Like, let's say the final <laughs> Fast and Furious happens. You know, we get that post credit scene because they keep including us now. And it's like Dominic Toretto, he's at like at a, a like an underground race event back to his roots. Oh and who gosh. pulls up next <laughs> to him? Bruce Wayne in the Batmobile. Okay, okay, okay. And then we see Billy D. Williams. And I was just like, hey, you can be my family anytime. Ding, 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 ding. So can you put Fast and Furious somewhere on your calendar? Because I need you to direct oh, one. God. Please. Challenge yourself. Because you can do it. True. But on like you know, but I guess back on the topic. I'm sorry, Amy. Back on the okay. topic. I do think that we potentially are going to see a potential, not strengthening, but further interest in uh, the James Gunn uh, world of uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Squad. Because we know that John Cena is going to reprise his role as Peacemaker in, I think, a standalone film, like a solo film on his own. What? Are you serious? No, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. So John Cena and Peacemaker, it, it, before this movie even came out, HBO, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, whoever announced it, uh, mm-hmm. announced that he was going to have a TV show. Um, yep. And so that. when he, huh. quote, when he bit the dust in this movie, I was like, uh, is he? And we, so, we know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's something that we're going to get. I feel like they're trying to get it out before the end of the year, but mm-hmm. we might not get it until 2022. But yeah. I think they're trying to have Peacemaker the TV show come out soon. Which means we get more, most likely obscure DC characters a part of this journey yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be on HBO And Max? it also explains, I would say John Cena is really excited about this role. The man showed up to the premiere in his Peacemaker costume. Oh, yeah. Why is it yeah, he he's wearing like suits and ties? He's fully yeah. in his outfit, like, hey, I'm Peacemaker. So he's like, I'm just going like, my life. It's like, you man. are right. just a large <laughs> child who's having the best time with your little fake gun on the, on the red carpet. He should. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I got mean, you. <laughs> all the years of wrestling have prepared him for this I will be wearing my little uh, <laughs> costume uh, too also I think it's really important to like also fully call out he, his body looks so different from everyone else in this film it looks just so out of place like he looks like he's not like he looks like he's a CGI human 
Like when he's standing right. next to Idris Elba and his arms just like massive, it's like Jesus. This well, man is built still for real than different. He was He's a, that's, I think that's he's crazy bigger. Thing. He's smaller, right? No, no, Marlon, sorry. He's, he's smaller. smaller. I know. He's smaller than he used to be. That's what's crazy. He's much smaller. Like The Rock is he used huge, to be like but he's smaller everything. than what he used to be, too. Yeah. That's rest. That's just wrestling. They both, they both got smaller, but they're still big. <laughs> yeah. Yes, their arms are big, but like their whole mm. torso is like he's way yeah. slimmer. Yeah. No, and, he is. Um, His face is slimmer, everything. But the thing is, he's in such a good shape. And like, yeah, you're right. He looks so out of place of um, the other characters, but it makes sense with the character because he's he's such a, a patriot that I feel like he really pushes himself. Because remember, he's very thorough. So he gonna, he gonna, he gonna make sure he, he gets his re- his reps in. I will uh-huh. say the tiny whitey scene, he goes, that's racist. I Okay, that was one of the uh-huh. things I was like crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, John Cena. And also, this is the first time I've ever heard him say the F word, ever. When he said he really? in the one seat, yeah, I've never heard him say the f word ever, oh, and all the things that I don't remember him Wait, saying. Wait, have it you not me. seen him in that Tina Fey thing? He said the f word in that Tina Fey oh, movie. Oh yeah, because he, he what was, Tina Fey movie? Uh, uh, what was crap. it called? It was oh, like it's Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, <laughs> and they're like stay at home moms or something. What are they? I did not watch uh, that movie. Is it Baby yeah, Mama? Baby Mama? No, it's not Baby Mama. Yeah, it's, okay. So I was I did I've never seen it. Then. I, yeah, he, that that, that was a funny movie. Hold he on. has cursed in that one. Yeah. Because he said after I was like, whoa, this is a big moment. I've never heard him say some bad words before. Remember, he's uh, sisters. For the kids. Sisters? They're sisters. I've yeah, never sister seen one. sisters before. It's pretty that's my, that's my favorite movie because I learned the term what was it? Uh, when, was when it? you go drinking, you go like eat a bunch of bread. And I was like, Yes, that's what I should do yeah, <laughs> all the time. Oh, Get your bread oh. base. That's what yeah, bread base. Okay, bread base. I need to check out this movie. I love so, that movie. Okay, so overall, you guys, <clears throat> how Marlon likes to do it, out of a 10, what is your rating? Oh. I'm going to start with uh, Marlon. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Out of a 10, I would give it a, give it a 7. Give it a seven. That's pretty high for I you. Was, okay. I mean, I was really surprised. I mean, not surprised. The bar was set pretty low. But I was like, actually, I came away enjoying this film. Um, so I give it a seven. Okay. Ray? Eight. An eight? Nice. Okay. Nice. You mean? Uh, I was, I was, I, after Ray kind of explained to me that it is, this is how it is in the comics, it I'll is. go with seven. <laughs> hey, it's wild. I think I have. I'm at a seven and a half. <laughs> I did probably slide you a comic, I mean, I think I still have the vol- first volume of uh, Suicide Squad, I think. I just Ooh. never read it, so I, yeah. I, I just, this is all based on the first movie that and, like, the difference between. Fun stuff. <laughs> okay, right. yeah. Yeah, if you, so. I feel like if you just pick a run of Suicide Squad, period, in the comic books and just read, like, a volume, you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, James Gunn did a fine job. <laughs> so, the first Suicide Squad movie is I'm assuming it's definitely definitely not at all like the comics like no. in tone oh, in yeah. style Very and no. how it was written and how the characters were portrayed nah, okay it was done yeah. in a weird way did they take anything from a comic or they just made it up in the first one is that uh, for the plot the plot the first the first, the first movie 
first well, movie. The first I, reminded me of when they had to drop the men to go fight like some, I think, vampires one time. And it kind of reminded me of that. But then it was like still done in a weird way. I think they were. I th- they, yeah, I think it was weird because they were sent to go rescue someone, but it turned out to be her. It was. It was weird in the first one. And it just it, it never there happened. Was, <laughs> there were so many like really bad stereotypes in that one, and like yeah, um, mm. and Harley Quinn was a, was less interesting, and Rick mm. Flag was less interesting, and it just was. Mm. It just wasn't but didn't very the dude good. that directed Bright directed the first one that David Iyer. David Iyer, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but he's like, that's not my film. The WB made it. Whatever. Different. We saw Bright. We saw Bright. Don't make me go off. <laughs> She's like, we got the receipts. Let's bring up <laughs> Netflix. Off that movie. Three like lives matter. Three lives don't <laughs> matter. He was like, I've never guy. even seen it, and I know that quote Fairy because you always say it. <laughs> so like, much. I should turn this movie off, show, but Smith, I must watch. <laughs> you are an all-star actor. You should have said, sir, I'm not saying this line. That, that, that could have been your reflex of like, I will say whatever ridiculous thing is on my like what script. the context of that statement, not, though? So, well, because <laughs> it was literally, um, imagine if like you had like a bug zapper and a mosquito was like getting oh. in your face and you got mad and you like killed it. It was like a, it was like a, a, a fairy. He was like, oh, this fairy won't die. And he like, he, he like killed it with like a, with a shovel. And then he's right. and then like all his like neighbors are watching him. He's like, fairy lives don't matter. And it's like that wasn't right. necessary for the scene, sir. That wasn't necessary at all. And then it's just it just got worse beyond that with the gangs and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was Suicide Squad. I'm hoping to see some more of this. Uh, at least if James Gunn is manning it the way he did before. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't want anyone else to be like, oh, oh I still also enjoyed the project. I don't want that. David Ayer also directed uh, The Tax Collector, which is I've that film that where Shia LaBeouf puts on this like uh, Latinx <gasps> That's accent. Movie. Yep, and then everyone's like, movie. why did mm-hmm. you make this film? Like, why did you make this film, David That's Ayer? Right. You're a white I man. Heard about that. And then also, why is Shia LaBeouf speaking like this? And everyone's like trying to defend him. And everyone's like, no, this is not a good film. Like you can't do a film where a white actress this is man. putting on this accent. The right. whole oh, he time. did the Joker. Oh, he's racially uh, toned up. Like he the just Joker. doesn't. He, he also just did doesn't. End of Watch, which a lot of cops really love. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that was when I when I watched Bright. It reminded me of End of Watch in a little bit, but just wackier. Also, that training is a CBS show. I think. Mm. Say it again, Ray. I just was saying, quit looking at David Ayer's resume. You're not going to be happy with it. <laughs> it just gets worse. And everything you mentioned, I'm like, there was a racist scene. There was two racist scenes. There was a lot of racism in this movie. What am I Oof. seeing about this director? Um, yeah. So yeah, that was Suicide Squad. Stop looking forward to seeing more right from now. James Gunn and the gang. Um, yeah, that's that's what happens when you don't work with WB. Between this and Shazam, those are the only two DC movies I care about in the DC franchise, and they have nothing to do with the main story at all. Um, So yeah. But until then, I'm gonna uh, turn it over to the boys. Oh god, don't uh, do that tone. Don't do that, the boys. Don't do that to us. I'm doing that because it's referencing the boys. Anyway, Marlon and Ray, because they have names, you know, uh, yes, to talk about <laughs> Centaur World. And we what is Centaur World? 
Satire Um Since our world is a uh animated show on Netflix, um it kind of just snuck up on people. I don't remember yes. seeing any advertisement for this show. Um, our a friend of ours pointed it out to us as something that is pretty good and I've watched the first season now and I have to say I've really enjoyed it. It does <laughs> they they pulled out well my friend was saying it reminded them them of Adventure Time. Um and I definitely agree with that. Um and it like it's like a weird mix of Adventure Time, Steven Universe, and mm, I don't know what else to add to this other than Bojack Horseman, but that's probably not accurate either. Regular show? Um, I didn't watch enough regular show to be able to use that okay. in an analogy. Um, That's how I compare. It looks very colorful. Oh, it is. It is very like colorful. Um, <laughs> it's, and pink, it's about and red. It's a it's the short version of what it's about. It's a, it's about a horse who horse. lives in a real world where like the humans are fighting some some crazy demonic army, and it, it doesn't give a lot of context to that part at, at first. Uh, but then this horse ends up in this world of centaurs and by centaurs I don't mean your normal centaurs I mean like basically every kind of animal you could think of but as a tar Um, and uh, it's just a lot of silly kooky characters that like to sing and dance and do a lot of (laughs) musical-esque moments. And like every moment this this show turns into a musical, it it feels like the heightened, like, let it go or like, like you're really high emotion, like literally every time. It's never like a, it's never a low emotional song in a musical. It's always a high emotional song in a musical. And it's just really hilarious watching that part play out of the show because uh, they love singing and dancing in that show. They make fun of it all the time too, but the, there's a lot of really good voices. There's a lot of really good uh, little lines. Um, the storyline is darker than it seems like it will be. Um, it's a good little yeah. show. Yeah, it does a good job for what it does. Uh, and you're watching the horse kind of get along with these centaurs. One's a Lamatar. Um, yep. My Wink. Uh, two, my two favorites are the giraffe tar, and yes. I don't know what the other one was. They were just a kleptomaniac character, but <laughs> they're really hilarious. Oh my <laughs> they're God. so funny. I guess that's what I'm watching tonight. I yes. know, right? Please, please. But you know you should, you realize you me and Kat are start singing songs when we come back from this. Yeah, right. please turn it on. It's actually really funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, it's, I think I think even on Netflix it's rated Y seven. Uh, it's a little. It's like oh. the dark. It's one of the darkest Y seven things I've ever seen. It's like watching um, kids. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I think the kids would really love this too. Um, I think they like it. Yeah, and it's just really oh, yeah, funny Y7. and silly and. And like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into when you start it, but once you start really getting into it, it it, it hooks you pretty quickly. It, oh, it's God. just silliness. Uh, I can't think of I can't think of anything else she's done other than play a lot um, Angelica um, Angelica in Hamilton. Uh, Renee uh, Elise Goldsberry is that her name? She's in this. Yeah, she's one of the she's a character in this. Um, I'm assuming she's singing. 
She oh yeah, no, she Water is. Baby. She is. Water uh, baby. She's singing. Yeah, her name is literally her character's name is Water Baby. She's a hippo tar. It's really yeah. great. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good little show. I, it's hard to not sell this show. It's it's very entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I okay, second all of that. Like, uh, it's 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 good. Um, it was a show that literally I heard about through our friend. And I, I think I, like, looked at it and I was like, this looks like it might be, like, maybe, like, too kitty for me. I'm like, I don't know if I get into it. Let me watch an episode of it. Uh, and, it and mind you, I went into it very cool, didn't know what's going on. And I see the horse and the rider. And then I hear this, like, really nice song. I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cute song. Okay, this song and this one. All right, all right. And then it gets, like, real, real. And I'm like, oh, this is getting kind of scary. And then it's like, oh, now we're getting to these, like, really happy songs. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Am I having a seizure? Everything's so bright and colorful now. And there's, like, rainbows <laughs> being spat out. And But also, like, and then the horse character is like, it's real out here. Y'all don't understand what's going on. And they're like, we're having a fun little time. La, 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 la. And she's like, no, there's dark stuff in this world. And it's just, like, really wild to kind of watch them go through these, like, explorative, like, moments of, like, getting out of their comfort zone and also trying to, like, make this other serious character understand the joys of life. And I think the songs, again, the songs are really fantastic. They're really good. Um, they, they took a lot of care into these songs because, like, yes, they could be, like, oh. random songs, but some of them are, like, real good. It's like, oh, wow, this is actually a really soothing or real, like, emotional song going on right now. So I was, like, really impressed by that. Leia mm. Salonga is also a character in this show. <gasps> she's yeah. the singers of Jasmine one? Yeah, she is. So, like, they, they got a cast that they knew would be able to kill okay. it, and they just wrote a great little show I'm on top of that. I think it's going to get a season two. I oh, I don't think it's I gotten think it renewed is. yet, but it, it should get a season two. It deserves it. Yeah, I feel like it's like listed as like kids returning for season two, so definitely is going to happen. But yeah, like, like Ray was saying, if you want to check it out, I think it's a really fun time. And like Ray, my favorite character is the Kleptomaniac character. Mostly because it's like, there's just so name. much, like there's just so much emotion in this character's, like her eyes and her ears. And she's like, just her eyes get like really big when she's like excited or get like a little like U-shape when she's sad. It's like, oh, her eyes start shaking. And then, so funny. <laughs> she's like a thief. And she can't help it. She's just like, are you going to finish that? And she just like grabbed with her paws and like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> They've done a good job with that show. Uh, I can think of the it, character's name, but I can't think of the actress. <sighs> I was trying to look, but. Um, and I don't know what animal it is, but it, it's still great little show. They did a good job. There's a bird centaur that's also hilarious. Yes. Um, and like, it's just, they did, they did, there's a plant centaur that's also hilarious. Like they, they did a good job with these little characters and just making a funny little 12 episode, 10 episode little character, little show. Um, that has a lot of good little spirit and little fun time. Yeah, there they are. The zebra, I forgot about the zebra. The zebra's also hilarious. Why is it like the zebra's wearing a chain? What? But it's the one on the far left of Marlon's screen. is that and put it on right. the Geek Force website. Yeah. Right. The one on the far left is the one we're calling the klepto, and she's hilarious. With the big eyes. Yeah. So funny. Well, okay. <laughs> How long is each episode? Thank you. There, there are how 20, many episodes are there? There's, there's like, I, I think there's 12, like, 20-minute episodes. 
Oh, like it's, it's not very long. It's ten. It's okay, 10. so it's ten like 25, 24 minute episodes. They're not that long. Mm-hmm. You'll get through okay. that season really quickly. Oh yeah, you'll get through it, and then you'll be like, "I want more of this." <laughs> yeah. Do we know who were the creators behind this? Um, no, I don't, sister? and I didn't know their names. It looks like the main creator is the one that voiced um, the Kleptomaniac. Oh, Molly. Like um, no, what is it? Oh yeah, Megan maybe you're Dong. right. Megan Hilton. Megan Dong. It's, no, M- Megan Dong is a creator of it. Oh, yeah. She Megan. voices. Uh, <laughs> she, she voices the Klepto. Yes, she does. My God, yes. But she I'm like, what other works has she done? Because I've never heard of this. Uh, I've never this heard woman? of her. I don't know. Oh, and, Maybe but this is this, her first show. It might be, and if it is, it's a great debut because it, it really does a good job. Yeah, it is. That name sounds very Asian, and so I hope. I hope this is just extra good representation. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look her up. I believe no. I believe in nothing. I want to say the creator of We Bear Bears is Asian too, maybe. Um, and that was the only other show I knew that was um, because I think they're from right. the Bay Area, mm. and they uh, they put a lot of Bay Area stuff. And I'm just saying this because the kids are watching. They're rewatching or they're watching, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember like this episode. And I remember the episode when they were on Bart, and I was like, who created the show? She directed another Netflix show called Pinky Malinky. <gasps> okay, I like that show. I, I don't like know what that Malinky. is. That she, show, do you want me to go into it? Do you want me to go into it? Because okay. it's wacky. One second. Okay, so she was also the storyboard artist for Captain Underpants, The Adventures of Puss in Boots, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Those are, those are solid and, shows. Oh, she was on How to Train Your Dragon. Hold. Yeah. And she was also, wait, no, it gets better. So she she also was in the animation department for Black Dynamite and Metal Op- <laughs> Metal wow. Apocalypse. She That's has an great. impressive resume. That's everything you mentioned, I'm a fan of. Okay, Megan. I see yeah. you. She's yeah, she's you know got a producer credit. Yeah, so she's uh she's out in these streets. She also appeared on Full Frontal with Samantha B. Oh, nice. That's cool. I love that show. Okay. So what you want us to do, as well as the listeners, is to check out Centaur World. Yeah. On Netflix, it's a ne- it's a Netflix original. It doesn't come yeah. on like a it's a Netflix original. It's on Netflix, and it's really oh, funny. Ten apparently. episodes, most likely a season two. It sounds like it's a really solid um, comedic show. That's for all ages, but really for us, which is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, the SpongeBob method. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you guys were so cute, like watching you guys explain it. You guys looked like you like like got younger, and I was like, oh. It's a really cute show. Y'all acting like kids. I mean, it's adorable. Like my fiance and I, like my fiance and I watch it, and then we'll literally just be like, "Oh, that's so cute!" Because it's just (laughs) because what's happening with this with these characters is adorable. And we, of course, both together have agreed that the character with the big eyes and the klepto is like the best character. She's the best character, actually. I need to see this klepto character. She eats up these scenes, and her voice is like, "Oh man." I don't know anymore about this. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she sound like a character from Gravity Falls? It literally sounds like someone's just like making a voice. And it's like, keep it up. This voice is so good. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a good little show. You will enjoy it when you watch it. Okay. And the giraffe oh, guy is great. Oh, God. So, yeah, check it out. Mission. 
Oh, oh my I want to watch it. I might watch it right after this. <gasps> be like, hey, let's watch Star World. Um, does anyone else have anything on the docket before we set sail away? Away, away for the week. I mean, <laughs> Amy. I don't you know boat. somebody. The fuck? You know somebody. I don't boat. <laughs> you know didn't, somebody. Didn't somebody get a boating certificate? I know, Not right? Me. Thank you, Marlon. Not me. I don't Somebody boat. in your circle? I'm a land person. I'm a land, land person. I'm a land person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sky person then. <laughs> well, this is, that's, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Peacemaker. That is racist. Let's just cut that out. Right <laughs> Get back in the yeah. sky, you sky people. That's how, that's how it gets real racist right there. You got to be careful because it gets real bad. <laughs> no. You smell that? Uh, Sounds like sky people in here. Just, just like, that's right. our new quote for Geek Force. That's racist. <laughs> Thanks, John Cena. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Your tiny whiteies. Oh, Thank you, James Gunn. I almost Overall. fell off the bed when he said that. I know. I was... <laughs> that's racist. I'm about to rewatch this whole movie again next weekend just because I'm like, wait, I'm going to see if there's some things I missed. You got to hurry like, up. That good. I think I missed a bunch. You got to hurry up. <laughs> it's to September, sec- uh, September 10th, right? Oh, it is? Okay, thank goodness. I thought it was like shorter month. than that. We have a month. That's yeah. HBO Max's Creed. Okay. Yeah. We pledge I to let like, you watch movies, but then we'll, we'll bring it back in like a month, but just so you know. So I'm curious, what is September's I know this is off time, but what is HBO's September oh, movie? It's October's uh, gonna be due, it's, but September. No, it's the um the movie with uh shoot with uh, when is the Matrix with Sorry. uh with, with with Wolverine I think. Oh, that women. movie looks like that looked really interesting, and I'm really curious. How it looked it's like play Sunshine the, and uh oh my god, I love Interstellar put together uh, to me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so know. Interstellar, that's what it looked like. Tra- but I'm into it because he got in. Hugh, Hugh Jackson does not uh, does not go uh, December twenty second. He's 22nd, not wrong when right? it comes to dramatic films. I'm like he 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 does his he knows the assignment and he does it very well. And December twenty second <laughs> will be the fourth Matrix film cool. on HBO. Yeah, I, I just have the release date. I don't know if it's on HBO. Maybe it will be depending on COVID probably. stuff, but it probably be. is a is a Warner Brothers based movie. Yeah, right. It wasn't it in the wasn't it in Space Jam somewhere? It has to be. <laughs> it just has to be. Do we know something? November? So cause these are the last four movies of twenty twenty one. And this is oh awards season. So this is when we're gonna start seeing the oh epic movies, the dramatic movies. Um the emotional movies. The emotional movies. So you're either gonna yeah. have epic sci fi or crying dramatic movies at this time. Yeah. The film will have a simultaneous release on HBO Max for one month as a part of HBO oh Max's plans for all of its 2021 films. That's going to be the most watched movie on HBO Max this year. Probably. Going to be good. Well, oh, Dune, though. No, Dune's going to be too long to Wait, be watching. Do we know how, how how many people watch the extended Zack Justice Snyder? League version? Oh. Do we have oh. stats on that? Can we actually measure that? <laughs> Just one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would, but I mm, I blocked all that from my mind, so I'm like Justice League movie. Hmm. No, I think there's a cartoon. Um, do I want to ask the question of the Disney lawsuit and Jungle Cruise? How did Jungle Cruise do in their second week? 
compared to Black Widow's second uh, better, week. I think. Yeah, they had an increase of, what, 67%? But 67%. You said it was some number. Like, Dwayne Rodgers has been posting about it. I think Dwayne, in partnership with Disney, has been posting a lot of the movie success uh, about how they're doing really good in their second, really, their second week. <sighs> But the, the debut of uh, uh, Suicide Squad basically was the amount that uh, Birds of Prey got in their first week. So it's like and in theater and on on in HBO? theaters in theater on no, theaters in theaters, okay. in theaters. Uh, because of the very interesting. But um, I mean, it's it's Fox also a, it's also an R-rated movie, and R-rated that's movies true. always do a little worse. True, 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 true. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't think about the this rating. This is part. true. I forgot about the the Deadpool <laughs> rating because Deadpool is like one of the only successful R rated movies, movies. Right. in a and especially in a geeky uh, fandom. Right. Like it just does well regardless of it's a it's a it's an edgy R. Nope, we're gonna we're gonna make money. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just wrap this up. I think we had a lot of fun in this episode. Thank you so much for coming together and talking about all the wonderful things we did. Um, Listeners, don't forget, we have social media. So hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Follow us for future updates. If you're just curious about, you know, anything, we're there for you. Um, With that said, everyone have a wonderful week. Remember to wash your body and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.